This was so fun talking about Bjork with uh, with Madison. Welcome to the Zed Wax podcast. This conversation has got to be one of the one of the best ones we had. Bjork is indescribable, which is what made this episode so hard for me. I couldn't figure out how to put words <laughs> to to describe Bjork's music. I also feel like. It would be useful to have a Bjork primer, right? A sort of an entry into the world, the wonderful world of Bjork. And who better to give that primer than one of my favorite people, favorite singer-songwriters, Madison Cunningham. This was such a fun episode. Here's Madison Cunningham talking about Bjork. Welcome back to Dead Wax. Welcome to Dead Wax. We're here with Madison Cunningham. Oh my gosh. A Grammy Award winning singer songwriter who has released three full length albums. She's toured uh, with opening for Hozier, uh, John Mayer. She used to play in Andrew Bird's band. You still play with Andrew Bird. I do. Uh, And much more. She's one of our favorite singer songwriters. Thank you so much for being here. Happy to be. Happy to be. Uh, Jack, what are we what are we listening to? Today? We're listening to a Bjork song, Venus as a Boy. Um, you chose the song, right, Madison? Yeah. You wanna tell us about like this give us give us the, the, the thirty seconds before we dive in and start listening. What what why this song? Well, I think it's got all the elements that I love. It's got the rhythmic sort of strut thing happening, it's got insane melody, it's got like beautiful orchestration, and I think that's like the holy trinity to me. Mm. And so you know, Bjork was one of those artists that I didn't totally get upon first listen and, and she continues to teach me about music and um you know she's just an innovator. Well I think this song's innovative. Here we go. It's also all about sex. <laughs> I oh. didn't realize. Venus as a boy, <laughs> aka it's all about sex. <laughs> I mean, there's. I wrote down a, a bunch yeah. of different things, but to me, that's like a perfect song. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a perfect constructed recording of a song. Like, I think it's because really, if you were to like break it down, there's not a ton of things happening at the same time. There's probably really only five things happening at once, but they're all so structured in a way to make the whole song feel completely interesting the whole time that's funny to me it sounds like there's a lot me too it's that that's what yeah it sounds like to me too but i think in the rhythm section there is yes and and also the interesting thing is i think i think if i'm gonna try to uh bridge this one here i think actually there is a lot happening but but the but the drums are all kind of one thing so there's a lot of percussion happening there's like tabla and and um there's some tambourine and there's this kick happening on two and four drum machine Uh right yep there's but it all kind of feels like the percussion element and so it's like there's percussion there's strings there's bass there's voice you know yeah then there's maybe like a synth happening that's like informing the chord changes Mm -hmm. and then there's the um dunk right yeah which what do you think that is a clav or something? That to me sounds like a synth. It, it sounds, sounds like yeah, it pitch. sounds like a Casio. Mm-hmm. It sounds like an eighties Casio. The thing on on one and three, right? There's yeah. there's, there's the the like the reverb on it. Two, three, four, 
Yeah, that to me sounds like a pitch percussion synth. Yeah. And then there's the kick on two and four. Yeah. I hear what you mean by there's a lot happening. I also like it's very dense and melodic information too. Mm. And her, she moves in and out of keys in a really um, dexterous way. It's like, it's like seamless. You you barely notice it's happening. And the bass is quite possibly in a different key a lot of the time. Boom, 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 boom. And it's like, She's not even singing in that. Yes. Can we zoom in on that for yeah. a second? Yeah, let's play with bass. the bass when it comes in. It has the effect of like when the rest of the instruments come in. It sounds like, oh, now we're in a different key than the bass player was in. I think what's going on is this section is in a different key than, than, than just the bass the, alone. The, the intro to the verse is in a different key. So let's listen. This sitar sample has harmonics that are in like a half step up. And then it goes back down. Like clicks into place. Yeah. So so let's let's listen to this. So we're definitively in D flat here. And then That's what that note is. That's why it sounds so fucking weird cuz it's a tritone up. It's a lot. It's a lot going on. <laughs> And it's weird and complex. And there, there's sometimes when it sounds like the bass is in one key, the chords are in another key, and she's singing in like a third key. And then it'll, it'll coalesce into the chorus when they all land. I think it must be like, I don't know if you would get to that point unless you built that whole track before there were melodic ideas. Which leads me to my next question. I wrote down, how <clears throat> how does she make this? <laughs> 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 Who does she think she is? Like, what do you think her process is like? How 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 does it sound like this was crafted to you? To me, it sounds like the rhythmic element of it was discovered first. It sounds like they like got in a room with a drum machine, which I actually know that that is like how she likes to work is like starting from rhythm first. Mm-hmm. To me, this sounds built f- from building blocks and loops and things like that i don't know if that's how she works but it does it does like this like that bowl sample you know and then and then the gung gung on one and three it's not like there's musicians it doesn't sound to me like musicians playing these tracks and no and sculpting it together it sounds like loops and building blocks and samples sounds like she's jamming with herself yes yeah and then at what point do you think She's writing the melody and the lyrics. I'm going to say second mm-hmm. rhythmic information. And then she starts just singing into a mic. Yeah. And then someone's like, how do we construct around that? Mm. Maybe it's her or it's like her partner or something. It sounds like there's another brain that isn't quite sure what she's going to do. Yeah. And is kind of responding to it. And it just happens to kind of work. Yeah. there's She's so good at building tension. But then... The resolutions are such a nice payoff. Like she, she has choruses. Yeah, like she's she believes. Yeah, that's so fucking hooky. It's so hooky. Can we listen to yeah, the chorus? Let's, let's listen to that chorus. Here we go. So 
So the the keyboard part is so hooky. So hooky. Yeah. I love that second note, that resolution. It's such a nice note in that moment. That in itself is hooky. The the melody is so hooky. Yeah. And then the strings. That's all happening in the background. Yeah. The strings are responding to the vocal melody and things that could be repeated. They're they're so hooky, but they evolve. And yeah. so they make they add this depth to the chorus. But then they they kind of treat her songs like like it's a DJ set. Like cause there's a, a point where each thing is exposed mm-hmm. and you can hear what it's doing. Like they like each section gets or, a solo. Yeah, it's it like, gets yeah. a solo. It's like it's remixing itself. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's more it's more like variations on a theme than it is pop music, is Completely. what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. The other thing I'll notice, speaking of variations on a theme, is like when I first heard this, I was confused as to what was happening rhythmically. Mm. And then I was like, oh, this is like almost like reggae, but not. Mm. What makes it feel like reggae is the kick on two and four. Yep. And then there's like tabla and this like Indian string instrument that happens at the end. So there's like Indian elements, like so like cultural elements that make it feel like not Western you know, like I feel like yeah. I'm not listening to Western pop radio. Yeah. And then you throw her vocal. Like it's just this mishmash of cultures and ideas and loops and sin- like it's just it's just so eclectic. You but know? it creates a tapestry that's like so singular. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it but it pulls from like ten thousand ingredients kind right. of. But right. it, it it forms this like mole. Yeah. I wanna hear if you guys agree with this. The strings, let's listen to the strings. What do you think of when you hear these strings? I I, I really Okay, to me, the way that those are mixed and a little bit orchestrated, not not totally the lines, the lines are definitely not this, but the way that they're mixed and the way that they're sitting in the mix feels a little Motown-y to me. Oh, interesting. It, I thought you were going to say cinematic. It does feel cinematic, but it's that the, the, the strings are not like the focal element. Yeah. They're, this, they're these complex arrangements they're commenting and lines. on the vocal. Yes. In, in a way that like if you listen to those records from the like 50s and 60s, yeah, like Ain't No Mountain or something. Yes, there's like so much thought and energy put into these arrangements and then they just turn the volume down and it's just kind of like a timbre and a vibe. They're like BJVs. Yes, kind of. yeah. exactly. Which to me, I just love strings. So I'm always like, turn it up, turn it yeah. up, turn it right. up. And maybe to, to a degree that's unhealthy, you know, where it's like, I that just strings don't... are like tambos. Like it's, also, they're it so fucking expensive. <laughs> right. It's like, why are we, we going to... pay for these things. Pay... I want to make sure people can hear <laughs> <Right>? it. <laughs> But also like that idea, he's Venus as a boy. I I was like, who is Venus? Yeah. I looked up, and I think she's like a Roman goddess. Yeah. Who was the goddess of beauty and sex? There's and the fertility. Famous, yeah, the the birth of Venus is that famous. I mean, the uh, first painting, the yeah. first verse is his wicked sense of humor suggests exciting sex. <laughs> See. Do you, you could see where I came to this conclusion? <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how you knew this song was about sex, but his fingers, they focus on her and touches. He's Venus as a boy. What's more interesting, sorry to cut you off, I was just going to say the phrasing of the way she sings words. Like if I were to read that yeah. and be like, okay, I'm going to write a melody to these lyrics, it would, you'd be like, 
Oh boy, How, go back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah, I love it when people whose first language is not English write lyrics in English. Agreed. Yeah, I Such love it. Yes, I would have <laughs> never drawn that. <laughs> <laughs> lyric out like that. <laughs> That's such a good point. It's so funny. It's like this hugely emotional volume pitch. Like it's like the peak, but then it doesn't match with the <laughs> the word. You're like that was a passing word. Why did you give it so much attention? It's like you just you just bleed your heart out on a contraction. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> like if you were to look at that, like exciting sex would have been the word that I would have right really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His wicked sense of humor suggests. Suggests. Exciting. Exciting, exciting. Yeah. <laughs> those lyrics crack me up. Wait, I got to say, I just got to say, those lyrics, I don't know how I feel about them. This is my thing with Bjork. I love it. And also, maybe that's what makes it so good is that the lyrics are so bizarre and so in your face. And also kind of secondary. Yes. They're secondary to everything else. But then when you read them, you're like, She's singing about an orca whale. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And she says things that are like, um, I don't know, what's great about her lyrics is she says things that no one has ever said while singing. In some ways, it's the feeling of the words as much as it is the words themselves. I think that's exactly why you're saying like no one has sung lyrics like that because she started singing emotions rather yes. than actual lyrics. But it means that's almost like case study for how much more that can mean than actual lyrics sometimes. You know Most who times. else does that? And I mean, clearly, um, this is their whole vibe. They don't sing in lyrics at all. It's totally gibberish the whole time. Oh, 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 Sigaros. Sigaros. Yeah. Same kind of thing where it's just the feeling of the phrasing of the words. What has is this... it with Icelandic bands and singing gibberish that they think they can get away with this? They can. <laughs> <laughs> if the music is good enough. I, I don't know what, what if you guys are a similar way, but a lot of times... I'll have a moment where an artist clicks for me and that's when I hear a song and I'm and I'm attracted to it musically and then I'll catch a word or two or or a line and be like oh and that makes me think and then I go and I'll have a song and I'll read a lyric and it will the music opens me up emotionally for the lyric to just get right in. I have to say this is a perfect metaphor for relationships. Mm. Like go I, on. <laughs> I'm just going to say, you know, you're attracted to the picture. Yeah. And then either you, you get up close and you're like, ah, oh, the lyrics really suck. Yeah. In this person. Yeah. Or you're like, wow, the yeah. lyrics are, I had no idea that this was being said under all of that. Totally. They make such an impact, these moments. And I had one with Bjork and the song Hyper Ballad. <sighs> this song? I didn't know that song. This is such a good song. And to me, it was the lyrics. <sighs> yeah. That like really because cutlery. Yeah, it's just like the way she, the words she chooses, the way she says them. This song is about suicide, right? Yeah, it's, she's like standing at the top of a cliff, imagining herself jumping herself off. Jumping off. She of the cliff. says that. Yeah. yeah. She says, "Will my eyes be closed or open?" That's the line. It's fucking when graphic. I, when I hit the ground. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And when it lands, when my body lands. I'll turn this up. This So just the drum Rushes. sample. Yeah. In love. Every morning I work towards the edge. So what was the lyric that stood out to you in this that song? That one. When, when it got to the, the part where she said, I imagined about what my body would sound like slamming against the rocks and the, the line about her 
her eyes being closed or open was just like yeah wow this combination of of uh, a musical framing and a lyric just like it's so emotional you know it's it's it just cuts to the core i heard someone say this it might have been jessica hoop she was doing this interview about joni mitchell and she was saying like joni mitchell was the first person who like brought in personal account to folk music huh. and pop music and was able to be like this is exactly how i felt when this thing was happening not just like um my girl my yeah. girl you know what i mean <laughs> right and bjork i think took that idea to a different level and made it her her own but has the same thing it's like personal account it's like saying the things everybody thinks but is afraid to say yes like i've I've thought endlessly about standing on a balcony like in New York City or something and being like, what if I just, what would it feel like? Yeah. Yeah. Would I survive it, which would be the worst outcome, or would I just, would it take me out? Like, And the way uh, that, the way that she expresses herself is so fearless Yeah, that there's an element of like, she's an alien. She does not feel of, of this plane. No, she doesn't. No. Okay, so this is this is my thing with Bjork that I, is for me. I think what I love about her the most. There are some artists that are like musicians and they're amazing at harmony and lyrics and melody, and they're incredible composers and songwriters and singers and performers and like technicians. And then there are some artists who are crafters of worlds. Mm-hmm. They make a world. For yeah. me, Lewis Cole is not just like he's making. A song. The Lewis world is its own thing. Bjork's world, her music videos, her photography. Look at this photograph. You know, like her, her, the, the, the music yeah. video for human behavior. This uh, Michelle Gondry directed this music video. Like this music video is in fucking sane and it works with her whole world. Like Bjork is like, she's like Steven Spielberg. Yeah. You know, she's like. Yeah. She's making an entire thing start to finish. And when you go into Bjork's world, you're just fucking in her space. And I feel like she's a vestige of another time in that there's so much enigma. Do you know what I mean? She's yeah. so she's like one of the few artists that still feels so much larger than life. Yeah, she feels like one of the elements, not yeah. not like a human being. Sometimes you just feel the self-promotion and the marketing and like she's somehow just like an orator. Yeah. Just like. See, that's the thing is Gandalf. Yeah. Bjork is not thinking about her album cover as her branding. Right. She's not like, okay, here's the music. What's my brand? No. That's not how she's she's like, all of this is my art. This is who I am. That's okay, that 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 is another good point, is that I don't know that there was an artist before her whose visuals were as good as her music Mm. or or were actually essential to her music. Mm -hmm. Like that. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like she was one of the first people that I saw really like making that sort of a statement. As comprehensive. That's such a good point. You can get away with saying things in songs that wouldn't stand alone, you know, like lyrics wouldn't stand alone. And then certain artists came along, like Leonard Cohen or something, who's like, okay, no, 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 the lyrics are the thing. Mm, Like the music is, the lyrics are just as important, if not more than the music. And she kind of did a similar thing in the way that the visual component is essential, just like you said, to 
the auditory and who, the lyrical. Who else component. is yeah. like that now? I mean, b- bands have done that more deliberately and almost in a more crafted way that almost feels starts a little corporate. Not that the gorillas are corporate, but like they've built a world, right? There's yeah. the gorillas what about, world. Like flaming lips. Yes. Like, Prince almost. Yeah. Or like Bowie, uh-huh. maybe. Yeah. You know? Like Bowie. they have like a whole world. It's not branding, that's just Bowie's art. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. But I don't know that there's a ton that I can think of. Like when I my favorite artists I think about like you know, John Bryan, Fiona Apple, Jeff Buckley, Rufus Wainwright, like, actually Rufus is, he has definitely like a, um, a style and visuals in, in a way, or like he, he has a version of that, but like none of those artists have that thing that's yeah. like, when I step out on stage, I might be dressed in like a hula hoop skirt with like <laughs> horns. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's so That's such sick. a good point. That's such a good point. Does she... Imagine all of that first. Does she have this vision for what who she is as an artist and then she kind of makes it all come true? I'd be so fucking jealous if that were the case. I have a feeling she just exists and this is what comes way, out this of is it. what comes out of her yeah. existence. I feel like when people look at her like, huh, why that? She'd be like, what do you mean? It's no other way. Yeah. This is just like it is. It feels so genuine. Like I yeah. believe her. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. Me too. Even when I don't like everything, I believe it. I'm like, yeah, yeah she meant that. Yeah. She, there's no wasted space. All right. Let's bring it back to the to the song here. I think Bjork, I think what we're learning and what I, I, maybe I've always kind of felt, but I think what is clear is Bjork is so much more than her music, right? She is she is a feeling. She is a universe. Yeah. She's like a, a space. But let's let's listen to let's listen to this instrumental break here because I think there's some cool stuff to talk about. Okay, let's try and nail this. That let's sound. try and nail this sound. What I was, <laughs> what I was gonna say, it reminded me of, but I'm sure it's not. Is the sound in Jenny Wren? What's that instrument? Can you play the song Jenny Wren? So an Armenian woodwind instrument called a duduk. Yeah, I hear that that could be a piece it's, of what it is. It's so vocal. Could also be another sa- sample or something. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I also doubt it. She she uses, like, I think her thing is that the, the, the rhythmic piece is electronic and then everything else is like real instruments which again that is another kind of unheard of combination like i feel like she kind of coined that thing mm. um she merged like <laughs> i watched this interview with her the other day she was like it's crazy that people say that music made by computers has no soul and she's like as if that's the computer's fault <laughs> <laughs> so good it's like holy shit yeah you can make anything have soul if you have one yeah wow so do we think she's she did she work with a producer for this record? Good question. I didn't even look this up. I guess what I'm trying to figure out is like is she at home with Ableton produced by Nellie Hooper? Okay, so like who I produced wonder the majority of her debut album. It was released in 93. Oh, here's another crazy fact that I think is important. Um so Bjork had been in the band The Sugar Cubes before before she she embarked on her solo career. 
She was 27 years old when debut came out, and she was a mother to a two-year-old already. Wow. She would give her kid to a babysitter, and she'd go into the streets of New York and just, like, go to clubs and rave. Wow. That was her, like, experience and, like, wow, the way that she started, like, she listened to a ton of club dance house music. That makes sense. Yeah. For people who this is their entry into Bjork, um, Madison, what are your other favorite Bjork songs? Oh my God. Um, Bachelorette. Yes. Love that one. Also spelled, it's J-O-G-A. I think it's pronounced yoga. That would make sense. Yeah. Love. That one is like, it makes me ball. It's so good. And then, um, Army of Me is a big one. Yeah. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. Huge one for me. Those are the earlier Bjork tracks. I mean, that's that. Yeah. That's like peak Bjork for me too. I love those records. I mean, her her latest record. There was some sick stuff on it too. A lot of woodwinds and like bass clarinet and um, what's another? Oh, Come to Me. Mm. Do you guys know that one? No, I don't. Mm-mm. I think you should look it up. Let's do it. Just. Some of the coolest, it's so swaggery. Yes, that is the word. Like That symbol sounds like the Boss DDR, just like stock (laughs) ride symbol. Yeah, that's probably what it is. The chorus is great too. How music literate is she? Do you know? Like, does she know what these chords are? Does she know what she's doing? Or she just puts her hands there and gets the feelings and it's amazing? I think she's I think she's quite literate. I think she knows how to compose. Like, mm. I think she knows how to read music. She's studied? I think so. She yeah. sounds like a scholar when she speaks. But, I, you know, I, I actually don't, I can't say for certain. The stuff is so ethereal. Like, to me, it it's Tom York-esque in, in that I wouldn't be surprised if... She doesn't exactly know what she's doing, and she's yeah. just finding things that oh, she I likes. Oh, I agree. Oh, another one, Hidden Place. Do you guys know that yes. one? Yes. Yeah, so love good. that one. That one, I, I love the way that they like piece together those samples. Yeah. It's just, it's heavy. Can you tell me, like, from a singer's perspective, describe what Bjork is doing? You can hardly call it singing, because it's funny on a technical level... Or it's the most singing. Like, it's the most that one could possibly sing. Like, she uses her whole body to do it. What I've noticed is, like, she's actually technically imperfect a lot of the time. Like, sometimes she's a little sharp or a little shaky or whatever. And, like, I cannot get enough of it. It's, like, it's the most... It'd be worse if it were perfectly in tune. It it would go against, I think, the nature of what she's trying to say. Right. And, and again, that would get in the way. What I've learned from her as a singer is how wide she opens her mouth. That sounds like it. It yeah. just like, sounds like she's fully extended. Completely fully extended. And and actually, it's interesting, on the last tour I was just on, we were opening for Hosier and we were playing to arenas and I felt like, okay, we have to rise to these rooms kind of. And I was thinking of her a lot because I would go for higher notes or bigger things and I would just be like, open your mouth as wide as it can go. And it, it would change the way that like, like mm. my ability. That's awesome. Which is so cool. Yeah. She's emoting. She's she's communicating. She's not She also has things 
that she does in many songs that are little micro motivic Bjorkisms. Yeah. Like the <laughs> the um care. She does like a yes. totally. yeah. it's like that is a like that's in like half of her songs. Yeah. Standing against those rock- Yeah. 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 I mean let's see if we can find one here. There it is. Yeah. That's that's a that she does that in so many songs. It's just even that inflection. So she's choosing like major sevens and like love seconds. Yeah. Just like all the juicy melody notes and colors. So lots cool. of lots of tension. She loves those tense notes. She'll hang out on a suspension. But they're like happy ten- tension. It's not right. dark. Right. You know what I mean? It's, right. it's bright tension. Yeah. So that is this is what the bass is playing at the beginning, right? Right? Oh gosh, I don't hear it that way. Maybe I'm That's how I hear it. That's so weird. Yep. Yeah. He plays that just abrasively while she's singing. She's in the other key. Yeah. On like verse two or something. Wait, wait. Can we hear that again? Yeah. Can you guys play that together? One, two, take it one, two, three. Okay, now imagine I came to you guys. I was like, guys, I got an idea for a song. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then we played that. You'd be like, go home. Yeah. Go take a vacation. I mean, what is the takeaway there? Okay, I'm have, serious. I have What's one, the takeaway? I have one insight. What's... I have one insight. When you start with this groove, when you start with a groove, you can get away with so much because it feels good. So as long as something feels good, you can do a lot of tense stuff. Okay, I have a few theories. One is the 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 tonal uh properties of it are so far below what That's true. the the synth is doing that you don't really hear how far apart they are that, that or that they're in a different key because totally. there's like all these overtones, but I think the purpose of it is so that there's like a chiropractic adjustment for when now we're in a verse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I think is so smart to apply. So smart. Something like that just to be like, oh, what are you saying now? Right. You know? It's like a little lift right at that moment. I swear to God, he plays it though in one of the verses. That's why it doesn't make any sense. Can we hear that? Let's listen to that. It goes for a little more. When it and settles, then it comes uh, down, the resolution is so good. It's so smart, and I don't, I don't even know. Again, that's just that's intuition. I don't and, know that and, she was like, "Let's do that." Maybe right. she did. I don't know. Well, to to me, I mean, she couldn't. I don't think she would have 
sung that melody over that bass line. That's something that afterward you go like, okay, wait, wait, take the intro bass thing before you knew what key the song was in. Try putting that in this last verse. Exactly, and see what happens. I'll tell you what I would have done if I were writing that, which is why I'm not Bjork. (laughs) I would have been like, oh, that almost works. Except the bass is in the wrong key. And then I would have changed the key of the bass. I would have adjusted the MIDI notes down. And I'd been like, okay, now I'm singing this thing. And then I've been like, okay, now it is right. And it sounds good. And there's like a boldness. You called her courageous. There's like a a fearlessness to the tension that that creates when you have things that are not supposed to be. And you you know what I think that is? Is it's a confidence in your experience. You know what I mean? It's Ooh. it's when you listen to something, mm. you makes you feel away, and she's going like, no, 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 that I know what that made me feel, and that's the feeling that I want, and nobody else can tell you, look, no, that's not right because you're in two keys at once. She just think it's like that's what that's well, the feeling that she wants. Listen to fucking human behavior. She's singing in the wrong key technically, but it. Oh. It makes sense. Human behavior is fucking uncomfortable and weird. See, okay, so maybe what she's hearing, because she is incredibly modal in the way that she sings. Yeah. Right? And sometimes the bass is in, I'm thinking of it with my Western ears as keys, but she's just like, here's the scale that I'm playing with in this song. Right. And it might be up a whole step from a key perspective compared to what the, but she's thinking in modes and textures it seems like more so than like key centers, yeah. you know? Yeah. All roads lead to the fact that she's just brilliant. I think what we figured out today is if we didn't know it before, we know now Bjork is a boss. Yeah. Um, can we, can we, can I ask you guys what you've been listening to recently that people should check out? Daniel Rawson's record. Taking on your lashes. That really is a special record that got overlooked i think what do you got ryan what do you got for us um the new sufjan record it's so good he he um something tragic happened he lost his partner and i think this record is about that and it's just like heart-wrenching and gorgeous if i imagine myself peaceful wow that's so good like that's like production with vocals and guitars. Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but, but so well produced. Yeah. And there's something about his writing that sounds more complicated than it is. I feel this way too about Elliot Smith sometimes where like, I'll think of Elliot as being, can be pretty complex in the colors that he uses. And then a lot of times I'll go and figure out what he's doing. And it's like... You know what I mean? Like, Drink there's nothing. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing special like about these chords, right? It's like, hmm. one, two, six, five. But it's his voice and the lyrics and the the melodies are so perfectly crafted. There's just so much depth. I could live in that song. Okay, so I'll give you one that I really like. There's a lot of um, like synth wave music being made right now. There's some standout tracks, and this guy blows my freaking mind. I think his production is so fucking good. His name is Lazuli Yellow. 
This record is called Brave Yellow World, and I love this track. I fucking feel like my program is shutting down when I listen to this record. Yeah. I'm like, every, like my heart is is the beating is stopping. My brain is melting. Like I, I just, mm-hmm. I'm somewhere else. Yeah, man, that's otherworldly. See you next time on Dead Wax. Thank you, Madison, for joining us. Thanks for having me. So great to have you on the show. Happy to be here. We'll see you all next time. <laughs> <laughs>